0: Welcome to Overflowing Bookshelves, a podcast for people who love the written word. Could you spend hours browsing through a bookstore? Is your happy place curled up under a blanket with a good book or perhaps writing a story of your own? Are you constantly adding to your to-be-read list even though your bookshelves are already overflowing? If so, this podcast is for you. Tune in to hear authentic conversations with published authors about their creative process, path to publication, and advice for living your most fruitful and inspired life. I'm your host, Dallas Woodburn, and I'm absolutely delighted that you are here with us today. I am the author of the YA novels, Thanks, Carissa, for Ruining My Life and The Best Week That Never Happened as well as the short story collections, how to make paper when the world is ending and woman running late in a dress. I'm also a professional book coach and I'm passionate about helping people give birth to their own unique stories. You can connect with me at my website, dallaswoodburn.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Dallas Woodburn author. Without further ado, let's dive into today's interview. Joanna Davies, who writes by J.D. Spiro's writing career, took off when her first release, Catcher's Keeper, was a finalist in the Amazon Breakthrough Novel Award in 2013. Since then, she's found similar success with her young adult fantasy Forte series winning recognition from National Indie Excellence Award in 2014 and 2016, and the Adrienne Dack Literary Award for the Best Book of Children's Literature in 2015. Her novel, Boy on Hold, was a 2020 Book Excellence winner and a 2020 Ippie Gold winner for Best Mystery Thriller, and its sequel, Boy Released, came out in 2021. After living in various cities from St. Petersburg, Russia to Boston, Joanna now lives with her family in the Lake George area where she was born and raised. It was really fun to chat with Joanna. We originally recorded this episode as an Instagram live and just felt such a connection with her immediately. I know that you'll really enjoy our conversation and all of her insight. I wanted to first just start off by if you want to just share a little bit about yourself for listeners slash watchers and maybe about kind of how you got into writing to begin with.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a mom of three boys. We are very busy. I used to be, um, a high school English teacher and, um, that, you know, I've always loved books and, you know, being the teacher, and, like dissecting novels and literature kind of got, had me look at it through a different lens kind of thing. Um, And when I had my third child, I started to write like seriously in earnest. And I, and I started to, you know, try to get published and, um, I had been writing for a long time, but I hadn't really seriously tried to, so I had what I call a few tester pancakes, which are, you know, some, uh, (laughs) that's some books that will stay on the shelf. And, um, and then I finally uh, published, um, my my first book I self published, which was Catcher's Keeper, uh, which was based on um, when I uh, is based on the connection with Catcher in the Rye and um, John Lennon's death, which was always fascinating to me when I was teaching Catcher in the Rye. So that's this one right here.
0: I love that, so that cover too. That was in
1: 2014, and then. Um, you know, but that was probably the fourth or fifth manuscript I wrote. So, um, yeah, I've been, I've been, it's been, it definitely, it's a passion of mine. Like, it's something I, I get a little obsessed with, right? I'm sure you can understand, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's almost like a runner's high when you get on, when you get to really get into your story and um, you just need to get it out, you know, kind of thing. So you feel almost like either possessed or obsessed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. So what is your writing process like? I and mean, you kind of touched upon it. Like you have this story, you need to get it out. Do ideas tend to come to you in a cer you know, I'm wondering if um like you're talking about Catcher and the Ryan, John Lennon's yeah. death, Boy on Hold, I think has a kind of a, a, a real life, I mean in the news connection. Yeah. So like do, do you do tend to have some place you get ideas from and then it kind of grabs hold of you in a certain way? Do you wanna talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure, yeah. I I definitely um You know, I don't, (laughs) it's funny because I, I'm, I I feel I'm like almost embarrassed to tell you this because you're like this, you know, the real writer who's like, no, how to do it the right way. But (laughs)
0: but I I um
1: I don't really love to outline because that I feel like it's just so boring you
0: know I'm similar I I try to outline a little bit but I kind of I like to just see where it goes too yeah I want
1: to yeah and I I want to get excited about the characters and that's what really drives me like I really want to get excited about the characters and who they are so I um usually I'll, I'll I'll have a concept and the concept will be something that I just can't stop thinking about you know some sort of that'll hook me, you know, some big idea, and then I'll build the characters around that. And then I'll just jump in and start writing, which is probably not the wisest thing. Sometimes I can write myself into a corner, but, um, usually, you know, I, I, I can find my way out of it. I'll start writing. And then when I get stuck, I'll go back and I'll try to kind of backfill an outline. So it's kind of like, Mm. I'm kind of cheating,
0: (laughs) but it works out. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, so do you feel like the characters, because one thing I love about your writing is your characters, um, and maybe that can tie into later with with the sequel, but um, they just feel so real. So do you you think that kind of beginning with character developing character, does that influence then the story itself or the plot um, as far as, and as you're developing the characters, do they ever change as you're going along? Yeah, I think
1: so. I mean, I, I definitely feel like Uh, it's funny because I I do a lot of book clubs and I have this one character that appears in both the the boy on hold and boy released books. And uh, it's the mother and she's a single mother and she has generated so much controversy and, I've had people on either side of the table, like arguing back and forth about this character (laughs) because she does feel so real and she makes mistakes and people get really angry and then other people will defend her. And, you know, I'm just sitting there watching this go back and forth. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's not even a real person. (laughs) So, yeah, I do think that, um, you know, getting, getting under the skin of the character helps drive the, 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 you know, the writing, but I do, I don't let the characters define what the plot is. You know, I don't, Mm -hmm. I take control.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Got to take control. So maybe I want to talk about Boy Release because that is your most recent book, but I feel like in order to talk about Boy Release, we need to talk about Boy on Hold first. Did you want to just give us a little snippet about that and kind of how that idea came to you and um, talk about the writing of that one? Definitely. So
1: I just, I don't know if you showed this is a boy on hold. My first, uh, this first in the series. Ippie
0: gold medal winner. Show the little, Ippy. the little yeah. gold medal. Ippie gold medal, medal winner. And this there is, it is. Uh, it's a
1: mystery. And it is, um, you know, won the mystery thriller ebook for, and the Ippie awards, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I never considered like writing mysteries. I never thought that that was something that I, you know, that I, you know, I was never like a huge hard-boiled mystery reader you know so this kind of the idea came to me and talk about concept um and i'll it's a cute story because my my middle son who is now 14 when he was six years old he really wanted to get a hedgehog for a pet and he in his little mind thought he could just go outside and catch one when it was dark out so he asked if he could he's in his pajamas and he's, he's, he's out there with a the flashlight and I was watching him and I looked up and I could see inside the windows into the into my neighbor's homes Mm -hmm. where we live. And I all of a sudden this idea came to me about this little boy going out, sneaking out in the middle of the night to try to find a pet hedgehog. And he witnesses a crime next door and his older brother gets arrested for that crime. And then he's the only one who witnesses it. So he's kind of caught in the middle. So that really um, kind of took off from that one moment. That one, you know, big lightning bolt moment, and um, I when I wrote that book, I never thought it was going to be a um, a sequel. I just thought it was mm-hmm. a standalone, and it's it's definitely has an ending. Like it's it yeah. doesn't leave you hanging. And I think that's probably why, you know, the sequel is ten years later because it it can't the sequel can also be read completely on its own. It's mm-hmm. it, you don't have to read the first one to uh, to understand what's going on in Boy Released, um, but um, yeah. So, so the, so should I just jump into the sequel? <laughs>
0: yeah. Tell me about like, so what did there come a point where the characters came back to you or like where just the idea wouldn't let you go? I'm just curious to hear how yeah. that it's so interesting.
1: Well, so, so the, the, the little boy in the hold. he, his, you know, if you read the, the, if you read his voice, it's really the voice of my son at that time, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, really, I really channeled him. So at uh, that book, like will always be close to my heart for that reason.
0: It's like a time
1: capsule. Exactly. And, um, and so, you know, when I'm thinking about, you know, what, what could possibly be in a sequel for this book, I, I, I just didn't, I didn't think it could happen. And then I I got this idea in the middle of the night one night for this, this, this story. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how, this is what it has to be. And I got up in the middle of the night and I went downstairs and I started journaling Wow. Like, like just kind of a rough brainstorm, you know, and I, and I, I, and I never went back to sleep. It was like three in the morning, never went back to sleep. And I told this to uh, my author friends recently, but it happened to be Christmas Eve.
0: Oh my goodness. So the boys
1: come downstairs and we're, we're celebrating Christmas. And I'm, I'm like, I have this, it's like a movie reel, you know, (laughs) like this, like keeps going on in my head. Like, I can't let it go. Like, oh my gosh, I gotta write this down. So, um, and, and this, Uh, I I wrote it in a, in like record time in like three months. And it was was pretty largely unchanged. Like it was definitely that scribble I had in my journal is, was basically the plot that came out, which was pretty amazing. Um, but I, I, um, channeled my oldest son for Mm. release because it is 10 years later. So he's 17. So my oldest son is 16 now. Mm -hmm. So I really, if you read the voice of him as a teenager, it's, Totally my older son. So it's, it's, that's also close to my heart, too. So, but, uh, but that's where the, the similarities stop because I'm nothing like the mother in the book, (laughs) (laughs) the controversial mother in the book.
0: (laughs) That is so interesting. And so your other book, I mean, so it sounds like that process of just getting the, it's almost like you channeled this book and it just came out. Is that different than some of your other books? Were they like a longer process of writing them? And, Um, as opposed to just how this one came out of you.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I feel like my best, my best writing has been from that real, that real like high point of inspiration, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I did, Mm -hmm. I have a young adult series that, um, is there are two books and there there's a third one that's kind of, that's ready to be published. I hope someday soon, but, um, that one I toiled a little bit longer on. I, I really tried to like plan it out. And I re- did a lot of rewriting, and that was a little bit more of a project.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm. Yeah. so well, I don't I don't think I'm a young adult writer per se, but you know, it was fun to write.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. tell us about. So, one thing that strikes my mind is um, I would love to hear. I was love hearing about writers' processes, but um, a question I get from a lot of podcast listeners. And then I'm always thinking about as the mother of a toddler where like time sometimes is hard to come by. Yeah. Do you, um, what is your writing routine like? Like, especially, your, you know, you're a mom. Um, right. uh, is that, is it something that you carve out every day? Do you write in the morning? Do you write at night? Like what, what does your writing yeah. routine look like? Well,
1: it's, I remember very, very distinctly when my boys were toddlers or are, are young, like young like that. And it's and it's true. And it's like you would um, you know, you have to steal time because you don't yeah. really have any. And a lot of my mom friends would be like, oh, you must write at night after they go to bed. I was like, oh, my God, no way, because I'm so tired. So <laughs> I would I would take nap time and I would just let the dishes sit and I would just sit at my computer and I would just force myself to write even if it was garbage. I just had to do it unless I needed a nap, because that happened to some, <laughs> but, um, so I really try to like keep that, that, uh, I try to, you know, protect that time uh, mm-hmm. for myself. And then now that they're in school and I'm no longer teaching, I use the time when they're at school to, to do my writing. And I usually ends up being like two hours a day. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, That's what I aim for. If I can get two hours, solid writing time in that's, that's awesome. Cause it doesn't always happen. (laughs) I wonder how my day gets filled, but it somehow does.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's amazing though. And I love what you said about like leaving the dishes in the sink. It seems like a lot of it is just giving yourself permission to do the writing, you know, to like devote yourself to that time, even if there are other tasks or obligations that are pulling at you.
1: Yeah. And if I, and like, I give myself deadlines, which is, you know, you know, I feel like you have to do it because, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll, say to my friends, I'm like, no, I can't meet you for lunch. No, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll, I I, I need to protect this time because otherwise the books aren't going to get written. Yeah. <laughs> These books aren't going to write themselves.
0: Yes. And so. I think too, what you're talking with your process of like, I just get a sense as you talk about it, kind of like the energy of the book or, you know, the, the book having this like, I don't know, this life force, but it's like, I think it's so important to, to try to be in that place consistently where you're, um, where you're get where you're moving forward and like getting it down. Right. Yeah. And
1: I always have a little, I don't know if you feel this, but every time I finish a manuscript, I'll get a little glue. Like, do you feel mm-hmm. that way? Like it's almost
0: like mm-hmm. part of <laughs> mm-hmm. it is it is like giving birth in a way yeah, yeah. And, then,
1: and then usually it's like so much time before it actually gets published if you know if you were lucky enough to get a book deal and then then you have to almost like reacquaint yourself with it which is so delightful because then you're like oh my gosh I love this story you know so it's 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 an I I love the whole process it's yes it's um of course because why would we be glutton for punishment if we didn't right <laughs>
0: exactly how do you so so how so Boy Release came out earlier this year and how yeah. long was it prior to its to its release that you finished that manuscript?
1: Um so I wrote it during the pandemic. I wrote it um uh let's see, it must have been I must have finished I think I finished it in um like August of twenty
0: twenty. Oh wow and it was
1: published um August of twenty twenty one. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that was, that was, which is not usual. Boy on hold, I started writing it, you know, when my son was six and it didn't get published until he was like 12 or
0: 13. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: so yeah, it was, it was a long, a much longer process. And that was, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth in time. And so it gets a little complicated, especially with a mystery when you have to like leave breadcrumbs and like, you know, um, give little clues as to what's going to expose itself. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really well-versed in how to craft that. So I really had, I made some mistakes. I did a lot of rewrite and it was, it was an interesting learning process. Oh, and then the, and then the whole legal, um, yes, the whole legal arm of that is, was tricky, you know, and my dad happens to be a lawyer and he helped me a lot. Thank goodness, because it can get very complicated. (laughs) And he would say to me, he'd be like, he'd be "Like, well, it probably wouldn't happen that way." And be like, "Yes, but could it?" Could it <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, "Yeah, I guess it could." I'm like, "Okay, that's all I need. I'm, an I'm not. I'm not a lawyer, you know. I don't need to. <laughs> we're not going on trial here."
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great point too. Since you had mentioned that you didn't, you know, read a lot of mysteries, you never necessarily saw yourself, you know, writing a mystery. Um, like, do you have any advice for other? writers of mysteries or, um, I guess, were there anything that you learned along the way getting feedback yeah. from as far as plotting a mystery or, you know, writing a mystery?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like, um,
0: you know, it, it, it's
1: important to read the kind of genre that you want to write in for sure. Cause that's, that will give you a, basically a map on how to, how to craft that type of book. And every, every, every genre has its own tropes. And, uh, as you know. Um, so, but it's, it's fun to also challenge them a little bit and make mm-hmm. it your own. And like, um, I feel like, you know, I deal a lot with mental illness and I, I really build these characters up a lot. And a lot of, a lot of mysteries I feel can be more plot driven. So I feel like that is a kind of differentiator, which is, which is meaningful to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, um, yeah, an accidental mystery writer is, is probably how I'd,
0: <laughs> I just love that. I really enjoy reading mysteries, but you're very inspiring to me because I've never, I've almost felt like, oh, I can't write one. Um, cause yeah. I, similar to you, think of myself as more of a character driven writer. Like yeah. that is not something I see as a strength. So you are definitely an inspiration to me that, well, that you know, like it can happened. be done.
1: The, the the little boy sees this, sees this awful thing happen. And, and then you have to, you have to figure it out you know Mm -hmm. it's almost like I you know you don't even realize that it's a mystery until you're you're down the road where, well we gotta we gotta figure out what happened here because everyone's dying to know so
0: (laughs) you included the writer included
1: yeah 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 so and it's always fun when you talk to readers you know did you did you know did you know know who it was could you mm -hmm. figure it out and you know some people like knew but didn't want it didn't want it to be that person or they didn't have any clue or they were they thought it was someone else and so it that's always fun to to hear from readers in that in that context too. Which that is different is... from other genres too. Yeah.
0: You know? so. Yeah. Well and like you said, you have readers who are very opinionated about the characters. You yeah. you know, it's I feel like with the mystery genre too, with the I just feel like readers are invested in in the plot with you know making guesses and wondering what's going to happen and they probably have opinions you know some people think it was this person some people the other person so it is a really neat genre to get the reader really invested in the story
1: yeah yeah so and it's funny because I you know I definitely don't I, I'm not like only exclusively going to be writing mysteries my mm-hmm. my current manuscript that I'm trying to pitch right now is a romantic suspense so it's like totally well it's, it has a little element of you know what's going on here kind of thing but it's it's um it's it's fun it's and it's a little risky it's kind of fun
0: <laughs> i love that well and yeah. i think i love how you write in all different genres because i think sometimes as writers we hear that you're supposed to build this platform and stick to one genre and and yeah. and i just think as a writer i love hopping around and and doing different types of projects and um so i think just giving yourself and you're helping to give others that permission to to write what speaks to their heart,
1: yeah, and i I feel like that's the only way that it would be worthwhile for me to spend all of those hours you know if i didn't if I didn't do something that was meaningful to me, but I think that the the thing that will be consistent with all my books is that they will be the characters will 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 grab your heart, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's meaningful to me, so even if it is a mystery or a romance or or whatever whatever y a fantasy kind of thing it will be it'll be more about the characters,
0: the characters. Well, what advice do you have before, um, before we go, I always love to ask, I have a lot of listeners and watchers who are, who are writers. I know we've just started November, NaNoWriMo. A lot of people are working on, you know, manuscripts right now. Um, You know, thinking back over your journey and, and all of your success that you've had, but also as you touched upon like the years of rejection and trying to get published, do you have any um, just advice or like looking back, yeah. what you would tell yourself at the beginning, or that you want to share with other writers right now? Yeah,
1: you know, I I love the idea of Nana Remo. I wish it wasn't November because I never am able to get my act together <sighs> for that month. For some reason, that month just seems really chaotic with all the holidays and everything going on. But um, I've done a Jano Remo where January and I'll, and how I keep myself accountable as I give, I, every day I'll, I'll post my word count on Twitter. (laughs) No one really cares on Twitter that any of my followers really care, but it just helps me just kind of log it and keep, keep myself accountable. And I'll usually like do some funny quip about whatever I'm, whatever I'm working on, whatever scene it is. And, um, and then I'll just like, look back and I'll look forward to, I'm like, I can't post until I get this, word countdown. I shoot for at least a thousand words, maybe 1500 words, um, a day, you know, depending on where I am in the book and where I am in the writing process. And, um, so I feel like giving yourself tiny goals like that, like just daily goals like Mm -hmm. that and just Mm -hmm. shooting for it, um, what really helps, but also being forgiving, like, you know, it's okay if life gets in the way and you don't get to writing, that one day. It's not mm-hmm. the end of the world, you know. And I do think there is something to be said for momentum.
0: Mm-hmm. So you wanna keep
1: you wanna keep thinking about it. You wanna keep maybe even reading over what you've written read or written before you, you know, you kinda sign off for the night. But but I wouldn't like hold yourself to putting down words every single day if you know, if if life gets in the way and you can't do it. You know, be sweet to yourself about it. You know?
0: That is such good advice. So yeah, and I love that idea of the accountability, like the the kind of the public accountability of it. And I love how you're making it fun, too. I just feel like that is a fun way where you're kind of engaging with the community and saying, you know, kind of being proud of yourself. But then also, I love how you said that other side of like, giving yourself that grace. Do you think that's part of what helps it stay kind of fun for you is, is like, being able to be gentle with yourself, but also give yourself accountability?
1: Well, yeah. And, you know, and also it also prepares you for all the rejection, right? It's inevitable that it's, there's going to be rejection. And it's like you just have to kind of, you know, remind yourself what you're doing it for. It's not mm-hmm. it's not you're not doing it to please everybody. You're never going to please everybody. You only need to find one publisher. You only need to find one agent. You only need to find you know, one reader who loves it. You know, really to make you make you feel fulfilled and if that and and in the beginning it's you you're writing for yourself so Mm -hmm. it really has to be a personal it has to be worthwhile on a personal level too I I actually listened to one author a a pretty well-known author who used to uh, before he became successful he used to put like a a certain amount of money in a jar ever ever, after every writing session and Uh then he would like take his wife out to dinner or something like that, you know, and like he would, if he finished when he finished the manuscript, he would take his wife out to dinner and he would like have this money. Like this is from what my, my reward to myself from writing, which I thought was a really cute idea.
0: I love that idea. Yeah. I love that idea. And I feel like too, that kind of just celebrates like the journey of writing the book too, where, you know, it's not like you can sit down and write it all in one day. It's like those day after day. You know, he puts whatever a dollar in the jar every day. That it yeah. like just slowly adds up, and then at the end, you have this beautiful yeah. book. or you have this book that needs a lot of revision, but like your first draft is done, yeah. and you get to treat yourself for dinner. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah, that's, I think that's important. It's important to keep yourself motivated, however you can, because you're all you're alone with the book a lot in those early days, as you know, right.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, I love your books. I can't wait. I haven't checked out your young adult series yet, but I'm going to, it's like next on my list. And I'm excited for your next book that you're, you know, working on now. Um, how best besides Instagram, which we are on right now, Mm -hmm. what are the other ways that listeners, watchers, you know, that people can connect with you, find out more about you, get all of your books, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, I do have an author
0: page on Facebook.
1: I'm on Twitter with my, my author name is JD Spiro. So I have, you know, that's my, my handle on, on Twitter as well. I, I write with my initials because, um, I like to write male voices a lot. So people, people have asked me that before. So, um, yeah, all my social media is with my author name, with my initials, JD Spiro.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. It was so great to talk with you. Thank you so much for making the time. Oh, this is
1: wonderful. Thank you, Dallas. You're the best.
0: Thank you. You're the best. Thank (laughs) you everyone for listening. See you guys next time.
1: All right. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for spending time with me today on Overflowing Bookshelves. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean so much if you take a few minutes to write a review on iTunes or Stitcher to help other writers and book lovers find out about us. If you are kind enough to share this episode on social media, be sure to tag me at Dallas Woodburn author on Instagram or Facebook. I love to surprise my listeners with fun prizes like free books and other literary swag also i would love to hear your thoughts on the show and your ideas for future guests please visit my website dallaswoodburnauthor.com to connect with me and offer your suggestions until next time happy reading